This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Being patient enough to play against a, a side is a constant counter-attacking threat. So they scored a goal which was offside. But this threat hangs constantly like all above you. Um, and so that makes it really tricky. And being there, calm in these moments, but well-protected, good organized and play proper football, that helps. So it's like... Um, tonight, obviously, the main, the main difference between this game and other games is that we score the goals, and that helps massively, not only for the results, but for the, 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 the momentum in the game. So it's like you try and you try and you try, and you miss massive chances against Burnley, Divock alone. You think, okay, great. Obviously, we have to wait a little bit longer, this kind of stuff. And tonight, we knock the wall down. That's good. On the Ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9. A delighted Jurgen Klopp speaking after Liverpool returned to winning ways just last night, early this morning. Uh, welcome to our Friday show with me, Ross. Joining me this evening, we've got Bob Holmes. Hello, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, Des Corkill is also here. Hello, Des. Hello, all. I'd like to avoid VAR this week, but I cannot because it is worse than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, there's Corkill uh, and Craig Marias as well. Hello, Craig. Hello, hello. It's a sleepy Craig. He's been up three mornings in a row watching football. That's 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 the quality of guests I get on. You see, <laughs> you can find us yes. all individually on Twitter and tweet us, or you can tweet at BFM Radio. Uh, also, follow us on social media, BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook, and check out our latest video, TFIF on video via YouTube. All right, then Spurs one, Liverpool three. Liverpool move back into the top four, and they rediscovered the cutting edge, Bob Holmes. It was a Resounding win in the end. Yes, much needed, uh, thoroughly deserved. And I think it's uh, a statement that they haven't gone away and they're very much in the title race. In fact, if they beat Man City in the upcoming game, I think they're good bets to retain it. Um, I think it's that big, that big. If they'd lost last night, then I think you, you would probably be saying goodbye to the title. Um, they needed it, and they did it despite the jinx of the, the centre-half jinx occurring again because uh, Matip uh, is quite seriously injured, according to Klopp. Uh, it'll be a few weeks, so the question of who plays there again will uh, rear its ugly head. But overall, they were at it. You could see it right away. Um, they got a little bit of luck with the goal being disallowed, the Spurs goal, the Son goal. That sort of thing was going against Liverpool uh, earlier in the season, but this time it went in their favour. It was only a, about a millimetre, but uh, that's VAR, uh, VAR for you. Uh, Des will no doubt um, go on about that. But um, it, uh, it was a thoroughly... Uh, an entertaining game and I think it's bad news for Spurs um, it looks as if their title chances are looking a bit distant now. Mm. But, uh, a good night for Liverpool apart from the Matip injury yeah uh, injury aside that VAR goal I, I, I sympathise with you Des Corkill it's really difficult to get used to because in real time you watch the game you go what a goal by Son to open the scoring and then you realize his knee is in front of the shirt sleeve of Trent Alexander-Arnold. And what the, Des, what, what? It's crap. Simple as that. Uh, in every year apart from this year, maybe last year, that's given us a goal. Um, yes, the te technically he had an ankle offside, so we must disallow the goal. You forget about the through ball. You get about the spirit of the game. Liverpool would have been okay. Uh, well, they wouldn't have been okay, but they would have not been feeling that they were robbed if that goal was given. VAR has destroyed that. Not only that, but the, the Salah goal in the second half. Firmino is his own, in his own bloody half when a foul is called. It's three phases of play before the ball hits the back of the net. What garbage is this crap? 
that we are being given week after week after week. Arsenal in the cup against Southampton, a clear penalty not given to them, a clear handball, a clear and obvious error. It is garbage. Manchester City, the offside flag, they're changing the rules. That is introduced because of VAR's introduction. You've got to wait and see how the game plays. There is week after week after week after week after week after example after example of garbage crap decisions Two more have affected the title race. Man United, we'll talk about, should have been disallowed because of VAR, the foul on De Gea. The, the Sun goal, you should allow it to continue. The Salah goal, you should allow it to continue. Get rid of this piece of absolute garbage. <laughs> Poor Craig Marais hasn't even had a word yet. And, and he's like, right. about, I, I'm just going to swift. Yeah, I, I'm going to move along <laughs> to that game and, and, and concentrate on another game where VAR actually came to the fore. Uh, West, ha- uh, West Brom lost 5-0 at home to Man City. The second goal I'm talking about here, Craig, when the entire West yeah. Brom side stopped playing because Sean Messi, the lineswoman person, uh, put a flag up. And the goal, upon yeah. review on VAR, was allowed to stand. Yeah, one thing I would say about that is um, you're taught from a y- very young age, you know, play to the whistle. Play to the whistle, um, yeah. And with the... Uh, with you know the new rules that have come this season, um, it's more of even if you see the flag, you, you continue playing, and then VAR will come in and they'll 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 have a look at it. Um, so I think with that one, the rule is very clear. Not if um, the flag me, comes know, ten seconds later, Craig. They changed it. They changed it no, this week. You, you they changed the it this season. You played yeah, the whistle. You, you do, but then you play, the whistle. You, you talk, so you don't you, you put the flag up. You talk about this. You talk about football. You don't put the flag up, and then you, you wait 10 seconds. I kind of agree with Des here, because all this time, we've been complaining about the flag not going up. So either you stick with that, or you go back to... But just for this game, the flag literally instantly went up. So West Brom players yeah, just froze. Yeah, but you talk about, you know, before VAR and how it was better. The rule and what you're taught before VAR is to play to the whistle. Yes, it's right. simple. You play to the whistle. Okay. Whatever okay. But, it is. but um, City look ominous, so that think, aside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That aside, I mean, it, I mean, it was just a question of it being, you know, four, five, six, seven. It, it was, it was, uh, it was such a dominant, such a good performance. Um, yeah, it had, Big Sam like scratching his head and thinking, well, I thought I was, uh, you know, meant to come in here and and sort this this rubbish out, really. And uh, it looks like they've actually got worse, <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> and that's the scary bit. Um, I don't think it looks like he's going to be getting his bonus um, this year uh, because I don't think West Ham, have, uh, West Brom have any chance of staying up. Yeah. Uh, but in saying that, I mean, we talk about how bad West Brom are. I, I just think City have moved on to a new level. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Um, they, they've, the scary thing, I was just talking to some friends about this, and the scary thing is not about them being able to score goals. They can defend now. I mean, they could always score goals with the quality that they had in that, that part of the field. But now they've actually managed to sort out their defense and, yep. and Pet has suddenly you know, become Italian and, and knows how to defend. Um, and uh, I, I just think that Ruben Diaz signing was, was a, a really, really good one. Cancelo is coming on to it this season. And Stones, um, well worth the 50 million. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 definitely, it, it is almost like a new signing, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he's, he is a new signing. Yeah. He's a yeah, ball-playing centre-back <laughs> there, Craig. Yeah. He's a midfielder playing at the back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Pep, We know Pep loves that, by the way. <laughs> um, no, but, but the scary part of it is that they've sorted out their defence. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bob, Bob mentioned if Liverpool beat City... Uh, they're, they're gonna, they, they'll be favourites. I, I wouldn't be so sure of this early on. Well, it's going to be a heck of a clash, that one. But, Bob, I, I just want to highlight two Man City players here who, for me, have just Ilke Gundogan and, and Cancelo at, at, at fullback. They, I mean, obviously, Phil Foden stands out. But Gundogan, this season, I think he's, what, got seven goals in his last eight games or something? Yeah, I think he's second leading scorer behind uh, Phil Foden. Um, I mean, they, they talked about Aguero being hard to replace. Uh, well, they had a few options, but we never expected it to be Gundogan, <laughs> did we? Um, I mean, he was great at Dortmund until he got injured, but Pep still uh, brought him to City. And I never thought he was quite as good as he had been at Dortmund at his best prior yeah. to the injury. But 
this season, he's um, certainly found his shooting boots. He used to score for, for Dortmund, not as often as this, but, you know, he, he was a known goal scorer from midfield. But this is a, an exceptional run, and it's come just at the right time for City with Aguero not being able to play for one reason or another. Now he's got COVID and Jesus not, not quite coming up to the mark. Mm. So, yes, uh, I mean, they got five. That's quite rare for City to um, get that many this season. I mean, they've been winning by the odd goal, which is uncharacteristic of them, but it's testimony to what Craig says about their defence. Yeah. And Cancelo, yes, a name that we haven't really spoken about much, and Ruben Diaz, both both Portuguese. I think Portugal could be dark horses uh, for the Euros. Yeah. With, you, with that Cristiano look, chap up front, it might be all right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and and you look at the Wolves players. You know, there's a <laughs> yeah. few there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Bruno <laughs> Fernandes as well. Don't forget. Oh, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, they're a force, aren't they? Um, yeah. That's by the by. City, yes, uh, looking ominous, but I think a rejuvenated Liverpool could take them on. Uh, I think it will be a uh, super heavyweight clash that uh, can't wait for it. Liverpool have rediscovered their old game just in time. All right. City, top of the table at the moment. Man City, uh, Man United rather. Shock home defeat against bottom of the table, Sheffield United. Um it was a stunning upset. Um, Des, I want to ask you, has the Man United bubble burst for you? Uh, no, not really. Um, they're they're a, a group of very, very good players. Uh, and I've been saying since the start of the season, they should be uh, competing definitely for a top four place. Um, they, they've had a little bit of fortune on, the, on that long unbeaten run. Uh, on against Sheffield United, they had no fortune because the first goal categorically, without a shadow of a doubt, should have been disallowed. He went for the gear, there. didn't he, the player? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and if the referee doesn't see that, then our much-wanted VAR has got to see that. Because Billy Sharp is looking away from the ball. He's leaning in just as the gear is taking off on his standing left. It's a clear, clear, unambiguous, non-controversial foul. Guess what? They didn't overturn it. And so that changes the whole complexion. United got back into it. They stuttered a little bit off the high of the Liverpool Cup win. Uh, they come down a little bit. But they're a very good group of players who are around about the position that they should be. Okay. I'm coming to you, Craig, and I'm going to throw this out to you uh, for you to discuss. Anthony Marshall, hashtag false number nine. Um, yeah, he, he needs to be dropped, to be fair. Uh, I mean, his performances over the last month or so are, are very short the standard that, that United expect, I think. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things get made up about his, his body language, his persona... He, um, you know, he's a moody striker. I mean, he is French after all, but, um, you know, he's just failing to do the basics. And, and the thing is, the thing is, the, let, the, let me the, just the, jump in here. United yeah. have persisted with Martial now for five years. It's got yeah. to come good now or you've got to eventually just say, right, hands up. Well, well, we have uh, for, for five years, but you've got to remember this is his second season as a striker. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's... It's that question, is he a striker? Is no. he a winger? Um, yeah, he's definitely not a striker. I mean, he definitely got lucky last season. Uh, he hit 20 over goals. And that's, yeah. you don't do that in the Premier League, um, you know, by, by being a bad player. Um, but he, he did that. But it's about doing that season in, season out, if you want to lead the line for Manchester United. Um, and uh, for me, he, he's just nowhere near that standard right now. Um, he needs a break. He needs, to, he needs to be out of that team. And then when you've got someone like Cavani... Uh, waiting in the wings. I know United got rid of Megalo, um, you know, a couple of days ago, but um, with Cavani there, he can't play every game. Mm. Um, and that's when you need some of the other players to step up. I mean, Rashford can play there, Greenwood can play there as well. Um, but, you know, a great example of him, you know, failing to the basics, I think, was uh, the winner, the eventual winner. When he um, just went straight through him. Well, yeah, well, he lost the ball first. Yeah. He held the ball up. Uh, and he did nothing. Got swarmed and then um, you know lost position. Didn't didn't even track back for it. I, I think that was the worst thing. You know he lost the ball, jogged back, um, and and was just nowhere near it. And and even when he was in a defensive position to to try to help out from the mistake that happened, I know everyone will look at David de Gea and and have a go at him and say he should have cleared his lines. But just watch Anthony Martial. If you get to if you get to uh, watch a replay of that goal, just watch Anthony Martial lose the ball, jog back. 
uh, and not get into the right defensive position. And, and that eventually led to the goal. Mm. Um, yes, uh, and I know Des is, is bursting to say this uh, from a goalkeeper point of view, but it was a David De Gea error ultimately in the end. But if you, if you just go back a few seconds from that... Um, so, so yeah, and, and I did say this uh, a while ago, you know, about Rashford, about Martial. I don't think they were there. I agree with Des. I think we got lucky with a few wins uh, in that run. Um, but it was a foul. Um, if that, if if uh, the the first goal, if uh, David De Gea doesn't get fouled there, um, then, you know, the goal that Anthony Martial eventually scores, which was disallowed, yeah. um, sh- should have stood. I mean, it's exactly the same thing for me. Um, so, so I don't understand that. Um, but overall, United's performance was just not there and uh, Sheffield United deserved it. All right. Quick wrap up. Thomas Tuchel introduced himself to the EPL with a nil-nil draw against Wolves. Impressive uh, away win for Arsenal, young Arsenal. Uh, West Ham as well moved up to fourth for a couple of days or a day with their 3-2 win away at Palace. Um, Burnley 3, Aston Villa 2 was great fun to watch as well. We're going for a short break. You stay tuned. Back with the weekend's matches. And once more, footballers of all racial backgrounds take a knee to express a united opinion that black lives matter. On the ball on BFM 89.9. Has come up with something beyond ordinary. That is a brilliantly elastic save. This is On the Ball on BFM 89.9. And we're back. Back with Bob Holmes, Des Corkill and Craig Marias looking forward to match week 21 of the EPL. Early Saturday kickoff is Everton against Newcastle United. Uh, Everton drew 1-1 with Sheffield, uh, with Sheffield, with Leicester City in midweek. And Bob, we, we were just talking about Jordan Pickford and, and his high-profile gaffes. Uh, I, I hope Gareth Southgate didn't see that one. Uh, I think he did because he was there, wasn't he? Um, I hope he looked away at that time. <laughs> he would have heard about it. No, I think he Pickford, he was a hero at the World Cup. But uh, he's made too many gaffes. Um, high profile. Um, and the manner of them. Uh, he seems uh, really het up, hype you know, hyper most of the time. You don't want that in a goalkeeper. And he's not that big. Often when he's beaten in the top corner, you feel that a taller keeper might have just got a fingertip to it. And Nick Pope is a taller keeper, much taller. And I think he's playing out of his skin. So I think Pickford will be lucky to hold on to his England place, possibly even his Everton place, because they've got a reserve keeper who's a full international, Swedish international, um, Carlo Ancelotti has been very philosophical about uh, Pickford, uh, sort of pretending it's not a catastrophe and, you know, we're getting the points anyway and this sort of thing. But uh, he's got to be a bit concerned. Um, so Everton, I, th- I think, um, well, they should beat Newcastle. Uh, they'll be glad they're playing Newcastle because I thought they were inferior in midweek to Leicester. This, on paper, looks about the easiest tie of the of this round of fixtures but you have to say about Newcastle there is a glimmer of hope for the fans Uh, good news if you call it that but the Saudi takeover could actually still happen because there's been a peace agreement between Qatar and Saudi and they're restoring full relations and and all the rest of it and it's possible that the big uh bone of contention with the uh, e, uh, EPL over the broadcasting, the be in sports, uh, could be resolved mm. if if be out sports <laughs> shuts down. Now, that's a big ask, but if Saudi Arabia means to keep this agreement, um, they've really got to do that. Yeah. If that happens, the takeover could happen and Rafa Benitez could be installed as manager. I was just going to say, Rafa's just rubbing his hands. He's free at the moment. <laughs> but you've got a feel for Newcastle, Des Corkill. I mean, no form at the moment. I think it's 11 winless now uh, for Steve Bruce. Um, and he's got to go to Everton. Y- you feel he's probably not going to get sacked here. But uh, until the takeover come, becomes a reality. Uh, I, I, I don't feel for Newcastle because they don't go and try and win games of football. Uh, that's my uh, consistent refrain. 
Uh, they try not to lose games of football, which is a very, very different um, kettle of fish. And Steve Bruce has, has just bought into that pragmatic style. Uh, it comes from the very top. The very top don't want really progressive football. They don't want to spend the money that you, you uh, must do to, to get to the very, very top. Sadly, you must do it. But they, he also is just being pragmatic enough to try to avoid the, the relegation zone. So, so there's no sympathy. Uh, as, as for Everton, just need to come to Jordan Pickford's defence a little bit. A little bit. Difficult. Um, it, it looks bad, that goal. But if you look from behind the goal, he does not see the ball. He does not have a chance to see the ball until it's about six yards out. So his reaction speed is awesome. And his hand is strong. He's just in the middle of the goal and it comes off the post and in. So he's going through one of those long spells, six-month spells, where things are going against him. So I, I do need to try and defend him simply because it was such a, 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 it was an incredible reaction save apart from the fact he didn't save it. <laughs> but uh, but you, you, you understand where I'm coming from. Yes, it, it, yes. It, it, it's millimetres away from being a sensational... Total goalkeeper's union statement from Descol. But it's, it, <laughs> it, it's easy to say, oh, he should have saved that. But then you look at it in a bit closer detail, and I always do. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. All right. On paper, the ideal tie... For Everton, this one. Everton, Newcastle is the early kickoff on Saturday, 8.30 p.m., that one. Uh, Man City versus Sheffield United yet again. It's top versus bottom. It's deja vu for the Blades. <laughs> Craig Marias, surely it can't happen twice. Surely. Lightning, twice. No. No, I, I mean, I spoke about City earlier on, and I just think they, they've moved up a level uh, right now. Um, and, and as good as Sheffield United uh, performed at Old Trafford the other day, um, I, I just can't see it. I, I do think this win will give them a bit of confidence that they really need. Um, but is it going to change much? I, I really can't see it. I mean, Sheffield United can frustrate the life out of City. But, I mean, the, the way the confidence oozing through that team right now, um, you know, you mentioned that there's no striker. They're, they're more than happy to play without a striker uh, because, you know, the quality that, you know, the likes of Sterling has, Bernardo Silva, Mares. Um, they're, they're all chipping in. Um, good to one we, we, we mentioned as well. Um, just, just filling in the boots of, of a striker right now. And, uh, you know, it, the City the city lineup is so strong that we haven't even mentioned the, the loss of Kevin De Bruyne, who uh, is arguably one of the best players in the Premier League. Nathan Ake, um, I, mean, I forgot, also signed for City, didn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. I, I think he's injured at the moment as well. Yeah, but... You know, you look at that bench, you've got Laporte as well. Oh, wow, I mean, Laporte yeah. was, it was City's, you know, great defender. When, when he signed like about 18 months ago or whatever it was. Um, so it's, it, I mean, it's it's just a testament to, to Pep and the work that he's put in with his team um, to get that defence sorted. And like I said, you know, we can talk about all the goals and everything and the City have always been able to do that, but they've never been able to defend and um, and now they are. So I just think, you know, Bob, Bob mentioned Liverpool and, you know, he thinks they're going to go on. I can't see it with City playing like this. I really can't. Yeah, well, for sure... I, well, we say for sure, but the, <laughs> the player, the City players are going to fill their boots, aren't they, Bob Holmes? I mean, Sheffield United, for, for all the heroic stuff they did in midweek at Old Trafford, there's still 10 points adrift at the bottom. Yes, uh, they are. Um, but uh, they're closing in on Derby's record. Um, I think they're probably odds on now to, uh, to pass it. And uh, Derby will continue to hold that record of lowest number of points ever in the Premier League. Uh, Sheffield United, uh, they're, they're not going to be uh, absolute pushovers. They never are. They always fight. And all credit to Chris Wilder for engendering this kind of spirit in the team, in the club. He brought them up from the third tier and uh, with players that very few people had heard of, to be honest, um, and uh, had a great season last last year. Uh, it's just been the fine margins, one or two injuries in key positions that have seen them losing by the odd goal instead of winning by the odd goal and scraping a point as they did last season. Uh, they're not going to sack Chris Wilder. I mean, uh, many people might look at that and think that he's going to be the next guy to go. He won't. Even if they get another, don't get another point the re for the rest of the season, Chris Wilder will be in that job 
at the end and for the start of next season because he is absolutely loved there, almost as much as Jurgen Klopp is at Liverpool. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, w- they will go down fighting. But, uh, yeah, you can't see any other result uh, but uh, a, a comfortable City win. And, yes, without De Bruyne. So it's interesting that uh, most of the top sides have got an, an injury to concern them with. And it's hardly surprising uh, in this weird season with not much of a pre-season and games coming three times a week sometimes that there are these big big name injuries. Um, Harry Kane mm. as another we could mention. And I think this is football's loss. I mean, it's all great fun, games coming thick and fast. But when you're seeing your top guys getting injured and out for probably two or three months at a time, if not more, uh, it's a big loss. And I, I, do, I don't think there's any coincidence about this. I do think it is the number of games being played and the lack of proper preparation at the beginning of the season. All right. Well, we expect City to win big. Man City, Sheffield United. It's a Saturday, 11 p.m. kickoff. We're off for another break. You stay tuned. Our weekend previews continues right after this. This is On The Ball on BFM 89.9. We wondered if he'd make a difference. Stay on the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Bob Holmes, Des Corkill, and Craig Marias here previewing match week 21. The season is just flying by. Uh, Let's look at West Brom against Fulham. This one is a basement battle. It's Saturday, 11 p.m. The Baggies under Sam Allardyce, hoping to avoid six straight home losses. Des Kowakil. Uh, we saw them. They were abject against City in midweek. This one slightly more achievable, but arguably Fulham come into this one as the form team. Uh, one game at a time, I think, for West Bromwich Albion and uh, Sam Allardyce. They've got to put the 5-0, the um, including the controversial goal, the importance of an all-important second goal. They've got to put that behind them. They've just got to say the season starts here. We're not out of it completely. What is it? It's um, how many points uh, from safety? So the, the, the game against Fulham is, is very important, but they're seven points uh, away from Brighton who are in, uh, in safety. So one game at a time. Uh, that's how it's got to be. I'd love to see them try to be more adventurous. I've said that time and time and time again. Uh, obviously, Sam Allardyce's um, uh, main way of doing things is tighten things up defensively. That hasn't worked. <laughs> so you may as well try and go and uh, win these games against Fulham. A draw doesn't help them against Fulham because they're in the mix with them. You've got to win these kind of games because, well, as you say, the season's rolling on. Well, we're halfway through. Yeah. Another 10 games without a, a run of, of wins and they've got no chance. Yep. Transfer window is days away from closing as well. And as Des mentioned, Craig... Tightening up at the back is Big Sam's way, but they've conceded a minimum three goals per game in their last six defeats. So that's not working. Uh, they are scoring, though, now. Yeah, Kinda. here and there. Here yeah. and there. Uh, <laughs> very rare. They, they, are, they are about to sign a striker, though, uh, from, from the Turkish League. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, kind of adapts to the Premier League and... Um, it, I mean, it's a weird one because obviously West Brom are in the situation where they are. I think, you know, they, they almost need to win every single game to, to, to stay, stay, stand a chance of surviving in the league. And I just think, you know, we give Sam Allardyce credit for, you know, tightening up things at the back and organising the team a lot better. Um, and I just haven't seen it. And whether it's the, the quality of the players that he has, um, you know, there, there are a lot of factors here. I think the only one shining light he's had uh, since he's been there, Sam Johnston, um, the, the goalkeeper, who I think has saved him, uh, saved West Brom, really, um, from the scoreline being really, really embarrassing. Um, but, you know, going forward, they offer nothing. I think Pereira chips in here and there, but, um, you know, they're, they're really banking on, on set pieces and, and you know, a bit of luck here. 
uh, there's no real quality going forward. And, um, you know, is this new striker that they're about to sign, you know, going to be the difference between them getting relegated to the Championship or staying in the, in the Premier League? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they effectively need about four to five signings um, to, to have a good chance. I mean, uh, that's how bad I think they are. Um, and, you know, and, and the, the thing about it is that I, co- I looked at Sheffield United as well. Um, and, and Sheffield United have the better squad. They, they actually do. They uh, And if you've watched some of Sheffield United's matches, they've been really unlucky. They have been. And, and you know, you, you always feel sorry for Chris Wilder because, yeah. uh, as, as Bob mentioned, you know, their, their record, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're on points. Uh, you know, what, what did Derby get that season? 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11, 11 points. <laughs> you know, they'll beat that. I, I, they'll beat that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we, we we think they'll beat that, but as it stands, you know, we're, we're, we're a little bit worried. But if you actually watch Sheffield United play, it's not bad. I mean, you compare the two sides, and you know, I'm fancying Sheffield United every day of the week. They just need to realize they're, they're down and then they'll start playing. That's the way it yeah, goes. Yeah. Um, all right, quick, quick word about Fulham, Bob. They're five points behind 17th place Brighton, they have a game in hand. It's big, this one. If Scott Parker can pull off three points here at the Hawthorns, they're in with a shout, survival. Uh, absolutely. Well, I think they are anyway. Um, I mean, it might be different if, if they go and lose, but uh, I think they'll, uh, they'll see this as their best chance to not only get three points, but to boost the goals uh, difference a little bit as well. Um, I mean, they, uh, they're getting their rewards for good signings in the transfer window. They bought players who they needed. They addressed their, their weaknesses. And uh, they, uh, the only sort of problem they have is Mitrovic, who is their best striker on paper. But they can't seem to fit him in to the way they play. And he himself has been a bit out of sorts over the last few months and missing penalties and this sort of thing. Um, so if they can get him uh, firing, then um, I, th- I think they'll stay up. I, I, I say that now anyway, uh, the way they are playing. And they've got Loftus-Cheek, who I, I think is a sort of poor man's Paul Pogba. He's, um, <laughs> what a good I mean, he, he's, got, he's got all the talent. And There's another he's, dance he's moves, that, mate. He's got the... <laughs> no. Um, or the dab. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's got that kind of languid look. Yeah. You know, he's elegant on, on his game. He's, you know, he's, he looks good. But then he disappears mm. um, for 20 minutes at a time. And he's supposed to be a, <laughs> an attacking midfield player. So, funnily, funnily uh, enough, Bob, sorry, I, I actually think he's been one of their better players in recent years. Well, he he's has, the best he midfielder has. they have, yeah. But I mean, yeah. he was a World Cup, he, I mean, he was a World Cup player for yeah, England. Yeah. And yeah. he was reckoned to have uh, established himself in the Chelsea team, was being considered the first guy since John Terry to make it from the academy yeah. into the first team. And then he, his form just fell away. He, he got injured. He had a bad injury, to be fair. But uh, it was a good. I think it was a good move to try and get him, to try and bring that talent out of him. Yeah. But it's coming in fits and starts. He had a better game in midweek. He had a much yeah, better game. Yeah, he scored the win at the end, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He but he doesn't get, again, he doesn't get enough goals. All right. But overall, overall, Fulham, I think, are, I think they'll survive. Well, the Cottages have drawn their last three away league matches. West Brom versus Fulham, nil-nil. Saturday, 11 p.m. kickoff. Chelsea versus Burnley is a Sunday 8 p.m. game. Des Corkill, we the arrival of an international class manager in Thomas Tuchel. He, well, to be fair, he only had 24 hours to work with the team before he had to field one and manage one in the nil-nil draw against Wolves. But what have you seen? What do you think Thomas Tuchel will bring to the EPL? I think his position's in danger because he's got the worst winning record of any Chelsea manager. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 he, he had half time to turn it around. He, he chose the team. He had half time, and the team still didn't win. Gone, gone, gone. Um, to, more to, to be next, then. Now, now, just to add to that, just to John add to Terry. that, 
I, I want to add to that, Des, and, and say that Thomas Tuchel, wherever he's been, he's had problems with the hierarchy. It's a good yeah, job he, there isn't any internal politics going on at Chelsea. <laughs> he, he has a reputation <laughs> as being just a little bit spiky, doesn't he, which will, will go down brilliantly. What he did do, though, was he, he got... It, it was almost two fingers to Frank Lampard. He got rid of the, the players who came through the Chelsea youth, in, uh, if you include Sammy Abraham in that. So he, he got rid of them and said, listen, I want, I want the big... The big names, the in inverted commas, experienced players, and I'm going to give Havertz his chance as well. And I think that was just a straight two fingers up at uh, Frank Lampard, or or he was doing what he was told to by the um, by the chairman. Yeah, more likely, I think that the latter. Mm. And and we talk about that in Southeast Asia of of coaches not being able to pick their own teams, and this struck me as an example of that, and I. I winced. I really did wince. I don't know what Des is talking about. Never happens in Malaysia. <laughs> that chairman kicking sides. That's crazy talk. But um, from what we saw on Wednesday, uh, Craig, just to put a label on the type of football that I saw against Wolves, it was called Sari Ball to me. Uh, I don't know about Sari Ball. It was, it was very possession. Between Jorginho yeah, was, and his mates. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was very possession-based. And, and one of the things... Well, one of the reasons behind that was the fact that Wolves didn't really come out and have a go. Um, they, they just sat back and were hoping to to hit Chelsea on the counter with Neto, with Triore, which they did. They did a couple of times and they hit the crossbar from one of them, but it wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't a. Uh, and and I've said this on the show, Ross. You know about this Wolves side. You know, they, we we admired them so much. We admired Nuno uh, when they came up from the Championship, um, but but this season they they decided to change their style. Uh, they've decided to change their direction as well in terms of players that they were bringing in and players that were leaving the club. Um, and, and it just hasn't worked out. Um, they're, they're very defence-minded these days. Um, and it, and it kind of... It doesn't allow the, the strengths of Triore, of Neto, of Podence. Um, obviously, they're missing uh, Jimenez. Um, but even if he was in this team, I, I, he wouldn't be getting a lot of chances. I yeah. just can't see how, how they'd be creating chances. So, uh, yeah, I do think uh, Tuchel plays with a, a very possession-based. And what he did was he tweaked the formation as well, didn't he? Played with three centre-backs, played Callum Hudson-Odoi as a right wing-back. Uh, but he was effectively a winger because he, Chelsea had so much of the ball. And, and Chilwell was right up there alongside him. So the full-backs were really high up. Um, and uh, I, I think that's what we're, we're going to see. And I think one criticism I had of Frank Lampard was that he didn't change it enough in terms of the formation. He stuck by it, kept going, kept insisting they play that way um, and just didn't mix it up enough. And um, I, I think this could be the way forward, uh, the formation for Chelsea. All right. Well, Burnley are free scoring. They had a 3-2 win against Aston Villa in midweek. They are good fun to watch. Look at that smile. <laughs> Chelsea versus Burnley is Sunday at 8pm. It could be a good one. We'll offer another break. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Lovely football. Speed of that passage of play. Stay on the ball on BFM 89.9. A two-goal lead. A picture for goal. And that should be job done. Stay on the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, remember, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook. And do check out our latest video, TFIF on video on YouTube. West Ham versus Liverpool is Monday, half past midnight. Um, this, I guess, is a straight battle for fourth. <laughs> um, West Ham, amazingly, we, we say fourth at West Ham in the same breath, but uh, they've been... Getting the results, Bob Holmes, under David Moyes, the much maligned Moyes. And good value for the fourth before Liverpool re retook their fourth spot. Yeah, amazing run. We never saw it coming, did we? Um, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, David Moyes does deserve a massive pat on the back after what he's been through. I mean, he was great at Everton and then he took the United job. We all know what happened there. Do you there think Jesse Lingard career. will be a good signing for them? Well, yes. Um, I mean, I think there's always a honeymoon period as long as the player gets can get games, get minutes. Um, I mean, he, he was a, another World Cup player for England, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Not all that long ago. And, but his form has just dropped off completely. I mean, there is a player in there 
but we haven't seen it this season. We haven't seen it probably for a season and a half. Um, and David Moyes thinks that he can get something out of him. Uh, he's managed to get something out of several players that were written off, uh, probably half the West Ham team. Uh, so it's good to see Moyes restoring his reputation. I think it would have been rather unfair if he'd been just remembered as a Manchester United failure, um, you know, if that had been on his tombstone. So uh, well done. And he's not that negative. He's not that defensive. I mean, as yeah. West Ham are playing now, you're mm. seeing some some good stuff. I mean, he's fortunate he's inherited uh, Suchek and Antonio. Those are the two star players. And both were uh, astute signings by West Ham, by previous regimes. Antonio only cost seven million. And uh, Suchek wasn't, wasn't an awful lot more. And didn't, those, didn't those, he sign Suchek? He did Was sign Suchek and, and the right back yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it was a good decision anyway. Um, Antonio was certainly um, well before him. Mm. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he's, he's done a great job. But I think that um, that win last night for Liverpool changes things. Yeah. And I think they will, they will approach this game in a rather different manner. And I think West Ham will find that it's more like the old Liverpool that yeah. they're facing. Well, West Ham are, are in a rush to, to find uh, a foil or, or a replacement for Antonio up front. They need a striker. They need a number nine, having Salt Haller. Um, Liverpool, in good form. Back to the formidable best. But uh, again, there's a short turnaround, there's between right Thursday night's game. and But that's not going to bother you. They're highly paid. They will, they're going to entertain you. They will, <laughs> won't they? <laughs> It's a very difficult match. I was completely wrong about West Ham. I thought they would uh, start well and plummet and fall. But uh, Suchek has, has been um, picked out by, by the gents. is is terrific because he gets into the penalty area. He uh, One of the goals against uh, Crystal Palace uh, when Antonio pulled it back and Suchek's attacking the six-yard box. And if you've got people other than your main strikers uh, doing that, that's, that's, that's terrific. So going forward, they've got this physical presence and they, they can score goals. And Moyes' teams are always uh, well sorted. Liverpool, let's see if it is a, a one-match recovery because West Ham away is uh, London's always a, a horrible little place for Liverpool to go. They, they've got a decent record at West Ham, but um, uh, London's always ne never nice for Liverpool to go down to. And we'll see about the centre-back travails. Because of the power, the aerial power of West Ham from set pieces, if Joel Matip is out, and it could be out for a while, Fabinho missed uh, the, the game against Tottenham as well. If he's recovering from an injury, you do worry uh, how they're going to cope um, with the aerial threat from set plays and, uh, and when West Ham do, do raid. So I, th I think there's real vulnerability still at Liverpool. It should be fun. I'm anticipating five goals in this, at least. Lots you'd, of goals. You'd, now, now, Craig, you're looking still, still with this game. You'd think the pragmatic David Moyes will go, well, it's a measure, it's a chance for us to measure ourselves against the champions of England. But inside, he must be going, hey, if we beat them, hey, hey, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think Moyes is that type of manager, to be honest with you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he, he knows that they're punching well above their weight. Um, but the one thing about him, he's going to set out to win this game. And... Uh, and what West Ham did really well um, this, this season at the start was obviously they, they, they came with the uh, tactical plan, which was to sit back, hit teams on the counter, using the pace of Jared Bowen, using Fornals, using Antonio. Uh, but as the season is, has gone on and they find themselves in this position, they've kind of um, changed it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been a good change, a good positive yeah. change. Ben Rama's coming to the side as well now. Um, and that's and, Moises' managerial nous, right? Yeah, yeah, and totally. He, I mean, he deserves to be getting the credit that he does. I mean, this this was a guy who I think after his United um, you know, job went really uh, bad. He, he kind of had a bit of a bad reputation, didn't he? Uh, the move to his first move to West Ham didn't really work out. Fans were on his back. Um, he was didn't learn at. Basque in in northern Spain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, even when West Ham came back to him the second time around yeah. and, and said, OK, you know, we're going to place our faith in David Moyes. It was laughed at by the West Ham fans and, and it was seen as a backward step. I'm happy he's proving everyone wrong. I, I really am because, I mean, we saw a really talented manager at Everton, didn't we? 
Um, and, you know, obviously United didn't work out for him um, prematurely. Some may say, um, you know, it, it remains to be uh, discussed, but uh, he's doing a fantastic job at West Ham and uh, they, they're getting some, some really good results. Will they stay in that top four position? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think any of us here think that they will. But just finishing in the top top eight, top six is, is a massive, massive success. They're even talking about a new contract <laughs> at West Ham. Amazing. West Ham versus Liverpool is Monday, half past midnight. That one kicks off. Arsenal versus Manchester United, Sunday, 1.30 a.m. Bob Holmes, Arsenal are going along great guns. They've had to cope. Uh, with uh, missing their, their talisman, Obama Young, in recent games. Uh, won impressively, 3-1 at Southampton with the Young Guns. Saka, we, we've spoken about him before. What a player. Yeah, uh, their player of the season, I think. No, no doubt about it. And his combination with uh, Emil uh, Smith-Rowe has been a, a real eye-opener, hasn't it? They seem to have a great understanding. And this freshness is just what um, Arsenal needed. Um, so I think Arsenal have got a, a pretty good side. They're not going to languish down there. They were never going to go down there. And I think that they, um, with a, a decent run of form, they could actually be uh, challenging for a Europa League place in this weird season um, with lots of ups and downs. I think they're, they're probably about the sixth best team in the country, quite frankly. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they've, they've had their blip and they've, I think they've sorted it out. They've shown they can cope without uh, Aubameyang, uh, who was out because of his mother was dangerously ill, by the yeah. way. That was the reason. Um, it wasn't COVID or anything. Um, and he, he may well be back, actually, um, which could be interesting for the United defence. Uh, this used to be the game, of course, around the millennium, the big clash between Fergie and Arsene Wenger. And uh, both, both clubs have uh, fallen down a little bit since then. Pizza Arsenal more than well. <laughs> United. Yeah, all that. Uh, the icy handshakes and stuff. But they became big mace in the end, didn't they? Um, but this one, a bit hard to call because um, United will be stung by that, uh, by that defeat and be, you know, there won't be any complacency about United for this game. They should start uh, on the front foot. So very hard to call. But I've, I've got a hunch that Arsenal could actually surprise them. They can, Arsenal that is, call on the talents of uh, Martin Odegaard, whom they've signed from Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, he, he was so good at Real Sociedad that Real Madrid called him back and now somehow it's worked out into a loan deal. He's a good player. He was one of these talked about wonder kids, Des Corkill. I've been hearing this name, Martin Odegaard, for about five or six years. I've never seen the guy play. So I've got no idea, <laughs> no idea what he brings to the table at all. Uh, but everybody's talking about him as, as the next Mehmet, as, as the next Mehmet Ozil. So we'll, let's see what happens. What I will say with, with Arsenal is they've played their way back into contention. They're only three points down on Spurs, um, which is quite amusing for Arsenal fans after the start that Spurs had uh, to the season. Uh, they are working their way. There's a full half of a season to go to get themselves not only perhaps a Europa League, but even perhaps even Champions League. Uh, if Aubameyang can come back and start scoring goals, if they can build on the Rob Holding uh, central defensive solidity. Um, and this is a perfect moment for them to actually kickstart or re-kickstart their season. Uh, a home game against the, the big boys, Manchester United. Um, this, this, this is season-defining, this game, I feel, for them. This will decide whether or not they have got a genuine chase up to the top um, and then can fit in the Odegaards. Or this will say, OK, Europa League is, is really our only realistic target. Yeah, you could say that the same thing uh, for, for Man United, Craig. It's a, it's a big game. It's a season-defining game. And obviously, reaction uh, is, is looked for now. Yeah, um, most definitely. And, you know, Bob mentioned the history and everything. I think that's still there. Uh, maybe not in the same kind of way, uh, but it still exists. You know, I, I don't think, you know, both, uh, both teams are big fans of each other. Um, however, uh, with you know, you're looking at the table, you know, United, 
if they have title aspirations. You know, it's a, it's a must-win uh, game, especially after dropping points to, to Sheffield United unexpectedly. Um, I, I just think Arsenal have, have been showing some great form uh, over the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, you look at Arteta and, and, and the form that Arsenal win when they went through that rut. And, and you look at Frank Lampard as well. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You think about it. And, and this was a guy who was top of the league, uh, Frank Lampard and Chelsea. Um, you know, what was it, six weeks ago, six maybe? Weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, and loses his job earlier this week. Um, you know, Arsenal, credit to them. It could have been easy uh, sacking Arteta, I think. It could have been very easy. Yeah. Um, but they stuck with it, probably because they couldn't afford it. But uh, they <laughs> stuck with him. Um, and, 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 you know, this is what you get. You know, you, you place a bit of faith. I mean, same thing with United and Ole. Um, you know, they stuck with him. You know, they, they're getting better results now. Um, and, and, you know, you know, I know Des has called for this over the years, uh, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's not the answer. You look at what Southampton are doing right now uh, with Hassan Hutto, um after that Leicester uh, defeat. So, so there are really some really good examples of, um, of managers being able to get through it. Um, I, I still think Chelsea should have stuck with Lampard, but uh, coming back to this game, you know, Ole versus Arteta, you know, it was two, it was two managers who jobs were on the line not too long ago. Um, but um, I am going for United win. I think they're going to get a response. I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very good game to watch, uh, but I'm expecting a United response. Well, Manchester United will set a new away club record if they come away from N7 unbeaten this weekend. I tell you what, there are lots more weekend previews on our video, so do check out TFIF on video on YouTube. For now, I'm going to say thanks to Bob Holmes. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the football. Thanks to Des Corkill. Thank you very much. Wondering which VAR, which games will be ruined by VAR and all what way yes, Manchester City, what, man, <laughs> what, what goal Manchester City will score from an offside position that will need a rule change. <laughs> <laughs> He's not sour at all. Thank you, Craig Marias. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great and safe weekend. Speak to you on Monday. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. Follow BFM Football on Facebook and catch On the Ball on BFM 89.9. It is Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.